One of my favorite things that, that I get to do as a priest is to witness uh, the wedding of couples who come to the church and wish to be married. Um, it's been a privilege that I've had uh, to witness the marriages of about 40 couples. I'm not 100% sure. I've got a record of, a f- of most of them in my, in my mind, but uh, I was thinking about it last night. I was, I, was, I was preparing for this homily. It's probably about 40 couples that I've helped get married at this point in priesthood. You know, and on that day, as the doors of the church open, everyone stands and heads turn towards Uh, the figures walking down the aisle. There's something breathtaking about a bride walking down the aisle on her wedding day. And the gaze of the assembly, of course, is far surpassed by that of the bridegroom who waits for the bride at the steps of the altar. As a priest, I have the the duty of sometimes giving the guy a little push (laughs) because he's he's like, oh my gosh, right? Right? Weddings are moments of profound joy. It's amazing to see the joy of everyone who's been invited at a wedding, right? At, at its best, an invitation to a wedding is an invitation to share in the joy which overflows from the commitment which is about to be made between two people. Now, of course, we know that in our world today that it's always a challenge and that alongside those joys, there's many struggles and sufferings, but still it remains that when people come to a wedding, they're usually pretty joy-filled and they're excited to be there. Friends, the Father invites you to the wedding banquet of the Lamb who was slain and is now living. He invites you to share His joy. We've been talking about joy these past four weeks And the question is, how will you and I respond to his invitation to joy? Today we're faced with a stark realization given to us in this parable that perfect joy is possible, but we have to choose to receive it. That is the question laid before us today. How will we respond? The parable offers us several ways we can respond to this invitation. It it kind of outlines different ways that people do respond and have responded to God's invitation. You know, some disregard God's invitation completely. Some ignored the invitation and went away. They went to their farms. They sought human glory and prestige. Others, consumed by avarice, went to their businesses. These two types of people ignored the invitation because they were too busy. They're too concerned with amassing things and stuff to be able to amass true treasures in heaven. They're working when they should be rejoicing. Think of this. They totally disregard the invitation of the king to come to the marriage of his son. What greater invitation could there be, brothers and sisters? The offense given is very large. Imagine if someone invited you to a wedding and you simply disregarded the invitation, simply paid it no mind, and didn't even take the 30 seconds that it would take to RSVP, no, I can't come, I'm sorry. That's akin to what the people in the parable do. They despise the king's invitation. They find the king's son's marriage not worth their time. Now friends, sometimes we might do that. 
the reality is that every moment Jesus, or the Father, is inviting you to share his joy, to put away earthly things, and to think of heavenly things. And sometimes we disregard his invitation. I think a good image of this is the fact that when Jesus was on the cross, people were just going about their daily business around him. We can do that too sometimes, brothers and sisters. We pray to God that we might not disregard the invitation of the Lord. Now, some people not only, um, uh, some people go further, right? Some in the parable laid hold of the servants of the king, mistreated them, and even killed them. These ones positively reject God because they believe that he represents a limit upon human freedom rather than the condition for the possibility of true human flourishing. And that sort of pushing away from God, that sort of despising the invitation, inevitably leads to both a theoretical and practical atheism. This is what Pope Benedict XVI calls living as if God did not exist, which is a common condition in our world today. Practical atheism happens all too often. Now, I recognize if you're here in church today, that's probably not your state. Neither of those are, are probably your state. You're here. You want to be here uh, for the most part. Uh, and, uh, and you've decided to come, right? So we might say to ourselves, perhaps I haven't rejected the Lord's invitation entirely. I'm here on a Sunday morning early. Perhaps I'm even have been brought into the marriage banquet. Yet to share the joy of the Lord, brothers and sisters, requires something more. We can show up and we can still miss the joy. Right? We can be there but not be present. The man missing the wedding garment shows us this. It's not simply enough to show up with an invitation. To have joy, we have to choose to be clothed in the charity of the Son. The wedding garment is charity without which we cannot please God, without which we will not have joy. Supernatural joy is a fruit of charity. That's what we've come to over these four weeks of walking with St. Paul. Joy comes from God's love which has been poured into our hearts. It comes from our acceptance of that love. You think about three weeks ago we talked about how joy comes from being with the Lord. That's another way of saying that it comes from being loved by Him. Two weeks ago, we talked about how joy comes when we're like the Lord, when we humbly regard others as more important than ourselves. That's another way of saying that we love as God loves. Last week, the deacons invited us to reflect on how following Jesus' call to a vocation leads to joy. And every vocation is based in love. Now friends, that joy comes from God's love being poured into our hearts. And that's a free gift. It comes from us accepting that free gift, from receiving that free gift. See, it seems like an impossible task to love as God loves and to receive his love. But St. Paul lets us know today that God will supply everything we need. He gives us what we need to be with him and to share in his joy. Baptism is the invitation to the marriage banquet and the supplying of all we need to attend. On the day of your baptism, brothers and sisters, you were given a wedding garment, a wedding garment of charity. 
the white surplus that's worn by the servers and the alb that I wear and the deacon wears is a sign of the baptismal garment that we all received, right? The servers kind of stand in your place uh, at Mass in a certain way. They remind us all, uh, hey, like we have this white garment or we ought to have this white garment. Now, many of us who are here today were baptized as infants, and that's a good thing. Why? Because infant baptism shows us the gratuitous nature of salvation. We don't save ourselves. We don't have to do anything or earn anything. And it's not ever possible to lose the invitation that we receive at baptism. It's not ever possible to lose the invitation to the wedding feast. God continually makes His offer of joy to us. At every moment, He wants you to say yes to His grace. But, like the people in the parable, it is possible to disregard it, to rebel against it, or to, uh, to say no to being ready for it. It is possible for us to reject that invitation, to disregard that invitation, or to come unprepared in response to that invitation. It is possible, brothers and sisters, by our own free actions, to make ourselves unfit to be at the banquet of the Lamb. And that's what we call mortal sin. And it is the only cause of everlastingly enduring sadness in the world. One French theologian put it this way. He said the only true tragedy in life is to not become a saint. Why? Because it's the only enduring sadness. There are certainly sufferings and sadnesses of this life. We know that. But the only true tragedy, brothers and sisters, is to not be a saint. To not be clothed in the charity of Jesus. And the good news is, as St. Paul says, God will supply your every need. You can choose charity. Allow yourself to be clothed in his charity. If you have not responded to the Lord's invitation, I invite you right now to pray. Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. I want to follow you. I accept your invitation and I want you to be the Lord of my life. I also invite you, brothers and sisters, if you've been baptized and you've strayed away from that invitation, if you've put aside that garment of charity by falling into mortal sin, I invite you to come to confession. To take a definite step towards repentance. God gives us this sacrament to return to His grace. Friends, God's invitation is for each one of us and it never goes away. The wedding feast is prepared. How will we respond to His invitation to share His joy?